Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide Podcast. My name is Karen. And I'm Jen. <laughs> welcome. Um, thank you, first and foremost, for all the support with all of our episodes, for engaging with us on social. And um, I definitely, I know we've said this in the in previous episodes too, but like have missed doing the podcast and the whole community aspect and um, just like really sharing and hearing your feedback and y'all sliding into our DMs and that kind of vibe, the listener write-ins, all of that is, is super valuable and, and we're excited to continue the momentum with all the relevant topics that um, all of us as a community want to talk about. And today's episode is no different than that. So mm-hmm. Jen, take it away. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about ways to increase your income. Easy breezy. Easy breezy. So I think in the past we've done it, we've done various renditions of this and we yeah. were looking at the stats of just like what, which episodes have been, you know, listened to the most, performed the best and just really bringing back and giving it a new fresh, you know, 2023 feel to it. Cause I feel like 2024, 2024. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I did the big in person, like wrote it on the paper wrong. My bad. So a big, you know, 2024 revamp of what that looks like. Because I think if you, when we recorded certain episodes, of course, we've been going for five years now, how to increase your income in 2018 looks very different than what it looks like in 2024. So we felt like creating a new episode for this was so necessary and like Mm -hmm. long overdue. So instead of diving in deep of just like how to create a side hustle, just like plain and simple, how to increase your income, we're going to talk about different aspects and how it relates to musicians and just like in general artists that potentially want to increase their income yeah in this new and year. because jen's amazing we already have a entire um oh my god what is the word guide <laughs> well yeah we have guides and trackers and all the things but we also made a series on side hustles um last year in 2023 for the podcast so if you have any like questions or you want to go more in depth we already have like a extensive resource library in that capacity and of course always happy to answer questions but the intention today unlike most of my episodes is to keep it easy breezy and light and like rapid fire type of energy um so Jen tell us what in your opinion working with musicians from the perspective of a non-musician has been maybe the most effective way to increase your income as a musician oh my god (laughs) why would you ask me that question right out of the gate um ways to increase your income like do you think I it's think, been like through side hustles do you feel like it's <clears throat> been through budgeting to like what what do you feel like i think the biggest impact that i've seen within the industry and community that you work with is just like the advocacy piece of it so just renegotiating contracts or mm. negotiating contracts to get a higher salary or you know having like breaking it down like if you're gonna you know teach a lesson 20 miles away and you're charging 30 dollars for this lesson but gas is an exorbitant amount and mm-hmm. it's taking it's taking you a long time to you know plan these things and you're only going out for that one student like is this income worth it versus not and just like really being smart about your time and about what that equates to in dollar bills in a, in a non-icky way and a more objective you know the, these are the hard facts type of way i think yeah. that's been the biggest way what about you for sure yeah the cost of doing business I think is really valuable um I also think that we're in this era of diversifying your portfolio I feel like mm-hmm. that's been like one of maybe the blessings of COVID time where we all found that there's other things we're interested in that we can make space for other things and for me the most exciting and gratifying is seeing some of our clients and community members just like building these side hustles that they thought were never possible yes. um we have folks you know doing video video editing web design photography um just administrative support, 
uh, social media management, like just all sorts of different things that they always like secretly had a passion for, but mm-hmm. didn't really think people would pay them money for that. So mm-hmm. like that's been really cool um, to watch folks diversify their income that way. And in some cases exceed their expectations and, and the income they're making and maybe maybe their main thing. Um, and I just I love that opportunity of having choices mm-hmm. and also because it's a side thing, you're not putting the pressure that it has to be your the all end all be all type of vibe. And, and yeah. that's been really liberating. Yeah, 1000%. And I think too, like, if you look at economics as it stands and like all the books, the tips, everything that people say as far as like sustainability, wealth, generational wealth, how to start building those things, they advertise always to have like multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. And I think it's now only been popularized in the way where we see people like renting out Airbnbs and like these big massive ways that require a lot of like investment and capital to be able to do these things that Yes, well, that is accurate. There's also ways to create various sources of revenue that aren't necessarily tied to making these big investments or like fast, you know, drop shipping on Amazon. Like it doesn't have to be this big business. It could be still within your degree, your expertise, just like refining it in the way that's going to serve the community and find a niche and a need for it and people that are going to, you know, buy it or need it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also think a way to increase your income is through budgeting. Um, and in our, in our first episode of January, we talked about loud budgeting. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I would go back there because we talk extensively about loud budgeting. <laughs> I think that that's a, a really great model and, and, and mindset to take where you're unapologetic about how you want to spend your money and how you want to spend your resources. And to kind of tie that with how to increase your income, not only are you going to have more money and more resources because you know where it's going to be allocated, Um, But you also have clarity on like what is the cost of doing business to your earlier point where if you have a private studio or if you are designing a website or you're doing other things for people like that you understand not just the investment of your time, but the investment of your resources or the tools you need to do the job. Like, for example, people take for granted that you have to pay for Zoom. Yeah. Generally. Or that if you have a um, booking software like Acuity on um, Squarespace or Calendly or any of the popular ones, you pay a monthly fee for that. Um, there's also processing fees. Every time I invoice a client, they can pay however they want, but I'm taking care of the credit card fee. I'm taking care of like whatever type of other fee. So like knowing the difference between the net and the gross profit, I think it's going to make a huge difference. Um, so as you're thinking about having more money in the end, which is what I what I'm equating to making more, um, just really getting granular about what that is and what that means to you. And then just knowing, like for me, I like the, the service or the value or it's part of whatever to pay that credit card processing fee, but it does add up, but that's a choice Mm -hmm. I make versus other people. Like I have other contractors that I work with that I'm their client and they charge me a credit card processing fee. Everybody does their business differently. Um, but that means that they know how they're running their business, what that money looks like. And I do the same. So I think it's just that clarity that I think is, is really valuable. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. There was something else that I was going to say about the budgeting part of it that we do have templates like already available and we have, you know, a whole guide that I don't know if we've announced yet that's going to go out as far as just like, you know, looking at these different aspects of your life to help you increase your income. So whether that's like habit tracking, budgeting, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And what I was going to say to your point is within that budgeting template, there's also a slot for like savings. And I think that in the world and where we are today you know emergency funds all of this having sinking funds is so important and so valuable because Mm -hmm. it allows you to then have choices and you know do different things in the future that could then help you with your career to further increase your income and i think people don't realize that it's not about like the short term you know in this transaction of charging somebody something is it going to be worth it to charge them you know overcharge them for something 
and then probably not have them ask you back or whatever it might be. And I know that you have different feelings about that, sure. but the point is like consistent work is really important and having the opportunity to create a savings account based on that or what you're earning or just even taking a percentage out of that is really helpful mm-hmm. to then like when you have a good, you know, beefed up fund, you can have the choice of saying like, no, I don't want to do this, you know, however dollar gig because it's too far because it's on a holiday because it's at a time and where it doesn't make sense or I'm having a medical emergency and I can't actually do this gig like just different things it gives you the opportunity to be able to say no which I think is really powerful and a good you know byproduct of loud budgeting yeah for sure um and then the last point um and I'll share this from the perspective of an agent so like when I'm negotiating for a client Um, I think that it's something that is actually revisited every year. And for whatever reason, the music industry, like we're not with the times as far as like if inflation's happening, you, you feel like it's a faux pas to charge more money. And it's like, no, no, no. It's the cost of doing business. So like, I don't know the, like your toothbrush goes up in price, like you still need a toothbrush. So there's a lot of that type of energy that I want to encourage musicians to bring into, um, your careers and what you're doing. So like, back to the the private lessons like yeah we need to charge for mileage we need to charge for the actual time of doing things and your expertise like i don't believe that somebody that has a doctorate should be charging the same as you know a freshman in college for private lessons regardless of maybe this is a hot take regardless of like what scene you're in um if people don't pay as much for private lessons then you either have the choice of doing it because you enjoy doing it and it's not really a viable business venture it's a hobby or you just don't do it and i think like in the vein of negotiating it's just having clarity on that and knowing that every single year your fee goes up a little bit it could be a percentage it could be a dollar amount it could be five dollars less than increases every year as an example Um, but i think just being cognizant of that um because it breaks my heart to see folks like charging the same thing they have for 10 years. Mm -hmm. But the expertise you gain, the experience, the success, the most of us are doing lots of continuing education. Like I spent probably a master's degree worth of money getting my Enneagram certification. Yeah. And that's completely changed the way that I coach. Like that needs to cost more money. Um, so, you know, as an example, so as you're taking, mm-hmm. getting all these certificates, doing all these things, as your clout grows, as more people know who you are, your stock, I like to think, goes up in price. So from the perspective of that agent, it's really helpful to know what that range of negotiation is financially and know your numbers so well so that you're not flustered. Because mm-hmm. I, I see a lot of like blanketed statements, like a lot of money. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Like mm-hmm. I usually work with organizations and um, internally, like I, uh, what part of my process is just seeing like are we all on the same page around like our mission and what we're doing especially around money and a lot of the times I have these blanket statements where it's like I just want to make a lot of money and it's like what does that mean so I think back to Dwight from the office like eighty thousand dollars and it's like I mean that is great money but it's not like that could be a lot to you that could be a lot to somebody else or not at all um so just really having clarity there on like what does that mean to you and and making sure that it's growing and scaling every single year because especially in music and in our industry, we are getting better every year. It's not like you just like stop and phone it in. You you can't actually. Um, So make sure you're charging appropriately. Yeah. To that point too, there's something really interesting that I thought of the other day where it's like not so much that 
it is that your stock increases, but you're also easier to work with. And people take mm. that for granted. And where if you have an expertise in an area, let's say you walk in as a music producer and you're going to produce an album and it's your first album. Yes, sure. Like that's incredible. You're getting the experience. It's awesome. But you're going to make some mistakes and it's going to cost money and it's going to be whatever. But if you walk into a music studio, you know, the second time around, oh yeah, I've done this. I know how this needs to go. I know this. I know that. I know the other. So you're able to charge a little bit more as you gain that expertise in different, let's say you're recording different styles of music, whatever it might be. So the fact that you're easier to work with because you anticipate these needs because you've experienced them before makes you an asset and Mm -hmm. makes it like easier to justify, I guess, in my mind, charging certain things because you have the experience to say like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I've worked within, you know, this web design realm. So I know what I'm talking about. Like this is possible. This is not. You can go to somebody else. But like this is what I know. And I have vast experience doing this for however many years, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah. And I think having that clarity um, breeds trust. And I would say like, that is maybe one of my superpowers where people, when they come to talk to me or work with me, like they know that we've got them and it's not because I know everything, but because we're going to figure it out. And more often than not in the last decade, we've probably stepped in it or figured it out or, you know, been exposed to that and therefore can be a really valuable asset. Yeah. So that was it. Oh my gosh. Did we do it? (laughs) Recapping, um, raising your rates, knowing the cost of doing business, um, raising your rates, knowing the cost of doing business, budgeting. Oh my gosh. What's the fourth one? I think that was it. Charging more side hustles, renegotiating side and budgeting hustles. for mm-hmm. real life. And side hustles, again, like I, we could go more into depth about it. We already have a whole series. You're like, I know. enough. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's really cool because I think a lot of, and maybe it's just my own for you page on TikTok, but like there's just so much money to be made. And I feel like you are one of those people that's really inspiring of just like saying like, you know, there is so much money to be made. There's so much like people have a limiting mindset, especially within the music industry. And you can speak to this because you're much better at it. But just like knowing that there's different ways to make money. I sound like a person in a beauty pageant. (laughs) Please (laughs) take over. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's it's so easy to get wrapped up and and I think this is more of like the purest mentality in, in music where it's like I have my degree in this, I'm really good at this one thing, I'm going to be in the top one percent and therefore I'm gonna be an A-lister in this situation and this is all I'm gonna do and if I don't get to that level or if I don't get to this dollar amount, then I'm a failure. And that's not accurate. There's how you make your money, I, I feel like I need to tattoo this in my format, is nobody's business. Yeah. So I think that that in a way is, is just so liberating. And again, we're the only industry, and I've shared this before on the podcast, where if you have a degree, like in my case in classical saxophone, and you're doing marketing, then you failed. You must have done something wrong. Like I don't think somebody with a mathematics degree has any shame because they're an engineer it's like you're a mathematician like what the fuck does that mean anyway so it's just like kind of shifting your mindset on like the possibilities and knowing that there are so many ways and for me side hustles is about solving problems you're not reinventing the wheel we're not curing cancer like Jen tells me all the time (laughs) um so calm down first of all but secondly like you're helping people and you know we've I would say in the last 10 years, KCA has solved the problem of we are the glorified middleman in creative direction. 
So we ensure that artists have stellar websites because we know how to work with developers. And historically speaking, artists don't know what they want or how to communicate that lingo to somebody who's not in music. We take care of that. We do the same thing for photography, the same thing for social media, the same thing for marketing. And then we bring in other areas of expertise and solve that problem of like now musicians have really great photos. Symphony orchestral musicians are not just taking photos and tails. They're taking photos all over the place. They're doing things outside, indoors with their pets, with their instruments, like no longer are we seeing photography where the instrument is the main focus. The instrument's an accessory. And I'm not saying like we spearheaded this entire initiative, but like that was the problem we were trying to solve. How can we make musicians more accessible? How can we equip and empower them to do whatever they want with their careers? Because it's no longer the orchestral, the military musician, or the educator. There's so many different paths that you can take um, and many paths at the same time that you can take. So I feel like what is that problem that you want to solve? What are you passionate about? Who are you serving? And the reason I feel like there's so much money to be made is because we as much as we know marketing and we can get out there and we could be popular and you know whatever we're not going to be able to work with all the people that need the help so we need more people to do whatever they're passionate about and keep solving those problems so we can all support each other and you will never run out of clients you will never run out of people that you can help we have a really big world and it also Mm -hmm. is kind of small um so those side hustles i really do think matter i agree that was a lot. I love that. That so was incredible. Intense. I'm like, how am I supposed to follow that? But yeah, <laughs> that was so good. And I agree. And I, I think it's really cool. And I think it's awesome. My favorite thing that I've seen too that like people don't understand or maybe they don't know behind the scenes is that when you don't know something, you ask questions. And I yeah. think it's really cool to see you collaborate and not necessarily collaborate in the way where like you're producing a product or a service or anything like that with other people. But just if you don't know which camera to do to record the podcast or which lighting would be the best, like you ask other colleagues who have side hustles mm-hmm. that are within the music industry that have really good lighting on their podcast so it's like it's not like we're out here competing being like i hope they don't listen to this podcast it's like no they just have a different take that is so cool that we also listen to and that we also really enjoy and like and like it's really cool to see how like if you just you get your head out of your ass like the side hustle community doesn't have to be so exclusive or like throat yes or like buy my product over there is because mine is so much better because this no it's just adding value Mm -hmm. all around and solving problems that's so good i'm glad you said that because i love supporting the clients whose businesses we help build yeah like there's so many i can't list them all because i'll forget someone so i'm not going to say anybody in particular but like i love that i can you know hire my person to tell me like what is the best lighting or i can recommend this person who build a video business for editing video <laughs> video <laughs> business for editing or i can refer some of my clients websites to somebody else who's built a website business like that is so cool um and the referrals are there word of mouth is the most important marketing so mm-hmm. it goes back to like problem solving and community and there's just so much room for all of us yeah. um it's not just for the people at the top it's a great way to end the podcast. I love it. Yay. Well, thanks for supporting us. Um, Jen has a bajillion amazing guides on the website. So check them out. Just one. But oh my God, I was to eat the microphone. <laughs> she ate the microphone. Just one. <laughs> um, well, no, they're also on Patreon. So if you want to download other things, head over to Patreon. Um, we have habit trackers, time trackers, all the trackers. Um, Budget, every daily to-do list, weekly to-do list, Q1 goals, Q2, Q3, weekly. Yeah. AI monthly. guide, all the things. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, and we are excited to continue the momentum with interviews as well. So stay tuned for all the amazing guests we're going to have in 2024.